It is a lot of your time you're investing. So if you're not sure you want the job, then you need to ask some more questions first, I suppose, before you commit to doing the homework assignment. Welcome to Design Life, a show about design and side projects for motivated creatives. My name's Charlie. And my name is Femke. And in this episode, we want to talk about design challenges, specifically design challenges in the context of you're applying for a job and they ask you to create some kind of design challenge. Uh, Some people see this as spec work. You know, I've seen a lot of debates on this online, like, should you do it? Should you not do it? Should the company pay you? Should the work be related to the company that you're applying for? Or should it be, you know, something completely hypothetical? Lots and lots of questions here that I've seen discussed around the design community. And being someone who has done this before in the job application process, I thought it would be an interesting one to talk about. And maybe we can chat a little bit about how we feel about the whole thing and also potentially some things to keep in mind. So we're going to chat about that today. But first of all, I know it's been a little bit of time since we last recorded and I don't think we put out an episode last week, so listeners haven't heard from us in a little while. So maybe, Charlie, you can kick off with letting us know what you've been up to, what is your plan for the rest of the year, and how you're going. Oh, yeah, good point. I don't even know where we would have last left off with telling people about (laughs) stuff, but I have been back from two weeks in Europe, which was a lot of fun. I took some actual vacation time while I was there, which I I don't normally take in Europe. So that was really nice. We rented a car and drove from Germany to Austria and then, you know, around there it was it was super fun. So many beautiful sights, lots of beautiful photos that I have not yet put on my Instagram, but they will be coming. Nice. And yeah, now I'm just really kind of trying to wrap things up to be in a good place by the end of the year. Like there's just a few things that I want to have done that I feel like I won't be happy unless I have done them, you know what I mean? And I go to New Zealand in less than a month. I'm going to be spending about a month there over the holidays and my sister's getting married in January. So that's super exciting. So exciting. Yeah. So I'm going to be there for a month, which means away from my usual setup for a month. So yeah, there's just a lot to organize. So it's, it's a busy time. Also been, you know, buying Christmas presents and that sort of thing. But I do love this time of year. Oh my gosh, you're organized. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I did a lot of Christmas present shopping in Black Friday. Let me tell you that. (laughs) Oh yes. It was kind of surprising here in the Netherlands Black Friday has never really been a thing until this year. Hmm. Everyone was like, Black Friday, and all the stores were like, Black Friday sale. And it was very confusing for me. But that's so exciting that you're going home soon. I can't believe that it's less than a month away. That has totally snuck up. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) But at least you'll get some summer, which will be super, super nice. I'm very excited for that, for sure. How about you? So I'm also going to New Zealand, but a month later than you. So that's not until end of January. I'm still excited about it, but the countdown hasn't yet started. Yeah. I am back from Mexico again. (laughs) So last week I was back in Mexico with my team. We launched a product there a month or so ago, and we wanted to go back to see how it's going, which for me was very rewarding because it kind of felt like closing the loop. You know, I've been traveling there quite a bit in the last year and we've been working on this big project for the market there for the last year so being able to go back and see in real life how it's going 
talk to the drivers that are using it, talk to the local teams and see how it's going from their side. Like, you know, are drivers struggling? Are they coming in asking for support and help? And seeing them use it in the wild was extremely cool and very rewarding. So it was a nice sort of closed loop trip where we went to see how's going and in general and pleased to say it's going pretty well so we all felt pretty good coming back yeah like we came back feeling good and not stressed of like oh my god we have so much work to do and it's not going well that would have been the less desirable outcome of the trip yes probably yes so that's really cool I hope to maybe write a little bit about that at some point I haven't done that much writing this year but when I feel inspired by something like this then I might write about it or I might make a video about it I was just going to say, or you could just turn on a camera and talk about it. (laughs) Yep. So for those of you who follow me on Twitter, I have been peer pressuring myself (laughs) (laughs) to start making videos. And I think I have talked about this on the show several, several times, but this time... I think you have for like over a year. (laughs) This time I've actually bought an online course to learn how to edit videos. So I'm actually taking a step towards actually trying to produce some sort of video content. And while I was in Mexico, I was like actively, you know, taking some B-roll footage, as they call it, like some stuff to to add into a video about what it's like to go on a research trip and things like that. So it is coming. I don't know when, but I am slowly taking some steps towards actually doing something and making my first video. Watch this space. I would love to challenge you to get it out by the end of the year. Yeah, that's kind of my internal mental challenge, but I didn't want to commit to it, (laughs) but now I have, so thanks. Good. Uh, I will commit to something also. I I really want to get my blog up by the end of the year, mostly just because there's a blog post that I have already written about my revenue and like earnings for the year and like what percent of my income came from different sources yeah I remember a while ago you mentioning you wanted to write this so you've written it but it's not published right yep because I currently don't have a blog to publish it on oh that's a problem and I did want to put on my own blog not just on medium or something the tax year ended in May for me and so you know with December coming up it's been a while so it's time to it's time (laughs) so that then I'm not too close to the next year's revenue report you know yeah but luckily your website is on Webflow right so it's super easy to add a blog (laughs) you know what the only thing slowing me down is that I've been filming the series about it and I do want to like record as I do it so that just makes it harder because I can't really just dive in and do a little bit. You know, I have to have the whole camera set up and things before I can really, I see. you know, be building. But that's just an excuse. I'm going to get it done by the end of the year and you're going to get your video out. It's going to be great. Okay. Shall we move on to today's topic? Great. Yes. Let's, before we get too carried away. <laughs> yeah. And commit to a million other things, you know. Yeah. Uh, so design challenges. I've dealt with this only a little bit before, but only because I haven't actually interviewed for that many jobs to be honest so there's just been two where I had challenges do you think we should maybe start with talking about our experience with them like what sort of things we were asked to do yeah I think that's a good place okay so the first time I had to do a design challenge they asked me to brainstorm well I was sitting in a room with the other designer at the company and Oh, now I can't remember exactly what the project was. I think it was, they wanted me to brainstorm for a candy bar. Like if I was going to make a new type of candy bar, 
what would it be and how would I like market it? And I was like, well, this is weird because I don't really want to be creating the thing that I'm marketing. I want to be given the like all the information I need in order to market something. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of a weird challenge. I don't think I did very well at it at all. Like, yeah, I really struggled, especially to just like think on the spot like that with someone else there in the room. Oh, you had to do it like in, ah, okay. Yep. It it was like, I don't know, 45 minutes or something sitting with a designer, maybe less than that. Maybe it was just like half an hour, but yeah, sketching something and then basically just talking about the idea, not actually showing any designs. So that was a weird one for me. Didn't like it. And honestly thought I didn't get the job because of it, but I did. So I don't know what happened there. (laughs) You were amazing. That's obviously what happened. Not not at the challenge part. That is 100% for sure. I'm not just being self-deprecating about that. (laughs) The other next design challenge, though, that I did technically was when I joined ConvertKit, I did a freelance project for them before I joined. So it was a real project, a real thing they needed done. I gave them my price as a freelancer. They paid my invoice, you know, and yeah, we worked on something together. And it was then it was pretty seamless when they hired me because I was already in the Slack. I just was made like a full member rather than a guest, you know, and we just transitioned into working on like a bunch of other projects. Like, did you go into this freelance arrangement having already previously talked about it, maybe becoming a full time thing or that like happened after? Oh, yes, for sure. Yeah, for sure. We had. Um, and I don't even know if it was really because they wanted to like, you know, challenge my design abilities and more so that they needed this work done immediately. And obviously I had a four week like notice period at my job, so I couldn't start immediately. But yeah, it was a really good test. It was a really good test for both of us, I think, to see how we worked together. Like I could see how this team was going to be right to work with. uh, And they could see how I was at communication, replying, getting the work done and my design abilities too, of course. So Yeah, I really enjoyed that one. And that one I felt like was a really good test. I got paid for it. It was real work that was useful to someone, which is, I think, important for the amount of time I spent on it. But we'll get into that later. Uh, And yeah, it was a good test all around. How about you? Yeah, mine is actually like different from the two you've had. So you mentioned you had the first one was like an on-site session and then the second one was a freelance arrangement. Mm -hmm. Then mine have been more like a take-home assignment. Okay, like homework. Yeah. So when I was applying for new work last year, I got three take-home assignments from three different companies, not all at the same time, but... Essentially, they gave me a brief. Each of them was different, right? They gave me a brief and I think all of them sort of told me to plan around like eight hours, like put about eight hours worth of time into them and gave me a week or so to actually submit it. And one of them was kind of related to the company, although not for the company specifically. Okay, that's good. So the company that I was applying for was a sort of e-commerce web platform site. And so the brief was to design a checkout flow. So it wasn't like directly, like they were never going to use it. It wasn't something they needed, but it was kind of related to the industry, right? That makes sense. Um, The second one was not related at all. It was very different, very arbitrary. I had to create some kind of dashboard or something that wasn't related to the company. And then the third one, which was the one that I did at Uber, was 
kind of related but not directly. So from memory, the Uber one was about design a experience that helps somebody find their luggage at an airport. So like kind of similar thinking, challenging space as like transportation and ordering a car, but not, not directly related. So yeah, for each of those, I spent like a day doing them and like documenting my whole process, creating a presentation, you know, creating designs and submitting them. And I actually got offers for all three, which was very surprising to me. So I guess I did okay. Cool. But yeah, they were each very, very different and some of them more challenging than others. That is interesting. So I do like that though the homework you were asked to do was related in that it was kind of about the same topic and like the same sort of challenges you'd be tackling if you were at the job, but it wasn't actual you know, challenges the company was facing and that they were asking you to solve. How do you feel about that? I think it's pretty obvious how I feel about that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think like obviously if they're trying to get you to do real work for them, as a take-home assignment, like for free, it's it's basically spec work then, right? And It is literally spec work. I think yeah. everyone knows how we feel about spec work on this show. Uh, we are definitely not in favor, or at least I'm not in favor of it and don't think it's a, a great thing. Nope. And I think this is where a lot of people get tripped up on take-home assignments as well. Like I, I generally see pretty negative feelings towards take-home assignments for for designers if it's not spec work like it's something that's getting you to be challenged and think in that space I don't feel it's that bad like the take-home assignment I did for Uber for example I actually really enjoyed doing it and I also liked that it gave me an opportunity to put my design skills to work and actually show them what I can do as opposed to, you know, of course I show them a portfolio and that shows a lot as well, but being able to like document my whole process and show them that I could think in this space, I think that also has some benefit to it. Yeah, I think so too. I think that there is some like responsibility on the company's behalf though, to only give out design challenges, like take home assignments, if they're really close to the end of the hiring process, like Right. I could see it being very easy for a company to just send it out to like a bunch of people, like 50 people, you know, who have made it through the first CV review stage because, oh, that'd be great. Then we can see all this work and we'll have the same, like, you know, there'll be equal grounds for comparing on. Like in principle, that makes sense. But you're asking people to spend eight hours of their time and like, you know, you should really only be doing that if you're serious about wanting to hire them if you've already done your due diligence and looked at their portfolio and are interested in their work and are interested in seeing more, I don't think that design challenges should be an early thing in the interview process. It should be near the end. Yeah. And especially if you think about like, it's pretty likely that the candidate is applying for multiple jobs exactly, and not just yours. And so I've heard of cases where designers suddenly have like five take-home assignments or, or five of these like design homework challenges to do. And it's like not possible to do your best in every single one if you have to do all of them in one weekend, for example, right? So I, I agree. I think having it as the first thing is a very big barrier 
and that it's probably better to do later on in the process. And that's specifically what happened to me at Uber is it came, it was the last step basically. Like, you know, I think they were feeling pretty good and feeling pretty confident about me. And then just as a final step, they just wanted to like double, double make sure, right. And see that I could think in this way. I definitely agree that doing it as like the first step is, yeah, maybe not the best approach. Yeah. And I think that if you're a designer and you get asked, you know, you submit an application for a job and then the next thing you hear back is, oh, hey, here's your homework assignment. I think it's perfectly all right for you to ask, like, how far in the process you are, how many other people, well, I don't know if you can really ask how many other people are are they're considering. I guess you could ask, but it's doubtful they would answer. Yeah. (laughs) But just, you know, make sure you're not getting taken advantage of um, and that your time is being respected because I think a company that you want to work for will want to respect your time. Yeah, I think another thing you could do, which is like the first one you mentioned was like a uh, in in session brainstorming exercise. Right. And I did that as well at Uber. So in sort of my first couple of interviews, we did a whiteboarding session. And then later on, I did the assignment. But as a candidate, it might be weird if you suggested that, like if they came to you saying, oh, we want you to do this take home assignment. And you said, oh, can we do a whiteboarding session as well? I don't know. Maybe that's weird because more the company is usually in charge of how their process works. But I don't know, it could be an alternative to suggest or explore at least in the early stages of the interview process. Yeah, I think like now that I'm thinking about it, I think that you should have at least had one interview with the company. Like we've talked to one, possibly two people. Oh yeah, you want to know, right? Yeah, before you do a homework assignment. Because I remember with some of these you were doing, we were having talks about like, you're like, I don't know, like, do I really want this? So should I even do the assignment? You know, that is a good thing to think about because it is a lot of your time you're investing. So if you're not sure you want the job, then you need to ask some more questions first, I suppose, before you commit to doing the homework assignment. Because obviously when like the Uber one came about, you you were really excited about that and happy to do the assignment. And so that's a good sign. Right. It was like a no brainer by that point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's definitely, definitely true. I do recommend going on site first, if you can. I mean, I know you're remote, so that's a special case. But if if it's something that, yeah, you're applying locally, then definitely at least try to go on site and meet your team somehow, meet your manager and get a sense of whether this is somewhere that you want to work before investing a whole weekend into this kind of project, I think. Yeah. Should we give some advice to look out for spec work, perhaps? Because I think no one wants to be taken advantage of, but sometimes people end up accidentally, you know, doing that because they really need the job, right? And this is what the company is asking for in their homework. So, you know, if they want to work there, they're going to do it. But I think things to look out for for spec work is if it's actually designing something for the company. That's that's the basic yeah. thing, right? Like something they're going to use. Yes, Something they're going to use, or even I think something with the company's logo on it, you know, that they could use, that wouldn't feel right to me. And I would want to clarify that with them. Like, you know, unless it's like, oh, who knows, maybe Uber is going to do a luggage finding service in the future. (laughs) But we know that's not part of their product right now. Yeah. And it's probably not going to be. Yeah. You know, anytime soon. So, you know, it's all right to put the Uber logo on something like that. But 
say for ConvertKit, I'm just gonna try and think of an example off the top of my head. If we were hiring another marketing designer and we asked them to design a landing page for a Cyber Monday promotion, right. which is what I just did last week, so that's why it's coming to mind, that is too related, right? Um, and that could be something that even if we don't use their work, we could take ideas from it, which is not cool. And that that is spec work. So, yeah, I think it also then changes the relationship a little bit like the they basically become a client in a way. Right. And then that could also interfere if they're going to start having like being picky about it and their sort of personal. How do I explain this? Like. Obviously, you work at ConvertKit, you know the brand, you, 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 know, you can better assess or judge a, a piece of work for ConvertKit, right? Because you know what's going to work and what's not. And for someone to just, you know, without that like company knowledge, awareness about no context, yeah, how to implement your brand, yeah, et cetera, to make something, then you're, of course, going to judge it from your eyes. And it's probably never going to be as good as something you could have designed because they don't have the same context as you, right? That's a really good point. Like that spec work is a bad situation for you as the designer too, because... Yeah, I don't think it's fair. Yep, makes sense. Never thought about it that way before. I just thought about it from the perspective of the company getting free work. But yeah, you're not going to be judged fairly if it's spec work that you're doing as a design challenge because of the reasons that you said yeah exactly so it's like you're already starting on a bad foot I guess is what I'm trying to say because you are not a designer at that company and you haven't been properly briefed as if it were a freelance project or something right you just get an assignment it's usually half a page long or something in my experience so then I think it's very unfair to expect someone to for free create this value for the company without really having any context like how are you possibly going to do a great job doing that I I don't know yeah uh, totally agree should we answer some questions that we've had in from Al in our community about design challenges yeah there was some about spec work talked about in there so I feel like we've covered that I don't know I feel good about how we've covered that just no don't do it <laughs> um, and you know red flag if the company asks you to do it as well and feel free to point it out to them but another one of Al's questions is about the fidelity of the design that you're going to create in this challenge. Like how much work should you, you put in and, and like, should it be pixel perfect, basically? Like what fidelity should it be at? What did you lean on for the challenges that you did? What did, what did you tend to do? Yeah, so hopefully the company, when they give you the exercise, sets the expectation here. So in some of mine, they actually stated, you know, wireframes is fine. In others, they wanted to see something a bit more visually designed. So it's great when they set that expectation and then you know clearly what fidelity to go with. But if it was up to me, I mean, so I'm specifically applying for like product design roles, right? If you're applying for like a graphic designer role, then... I don't know. I feel like that would be hard to do without doing something high fidelity, but I'm not a graphic designer, so don't take my word for it. But I think you want to design in the fidelity that best shows your skills. And for me as a product designer, visual design is not necessarily my forte. I'm more better in like showing the UX and showing the interactions and the transitions and the flows between things and showing the experience. So for the one that I did at Uber, I'm pretty sure from from memory, it's just black and white. Like it's not 
high fidelity, pretty looking text fields and whatever. Uh, It was just a simple black and white prototype that I made. And I think that was enough because they weren't necessarily interested in how I could like create and implement visual UI. It was more about how I thought and how I could challenge myself and how I could create this user experience as opposed to the visual aspect. So I think it's important to consider that as well, like what what role you're going for and what strengths you have and sort of put that on display. That's a really good point. And I think that if you had, for example, with this Uber project, uh, done one screen, pixel perfect, beautiful, as opposed to like building out the whole prototype just in wireframes, it would have shown them that you didn't really understand what was important for the role. True. Right? Like, it's not... The most important thing is the UX and the whole flow, thinking through all, all the different aspects and, like, things that the user, you know, could do using the app or, you know, prototype, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would have been a red flag for them if you'd wasted the time, basically, focusing on getting something pixel perfect. Exactly. Yeah, that could apply to pretty much every design, like, you know, sector. Um, think about what the most important thing is, the most important skill for what you do and make sure you focus on that. So in web design, I think it would be much more important to have something that was more fully visually designed. And that maybe if you really wanted to go and show your skills, you could you could prototype it or you could just have notes about interactions that you would imagine happening doing doing this design just showing that you're thinking about all aspects like oh if you showed also the hover states designers are always forgetting hover states that would be a great look if you made sure you included them (laughs) yeah i'm lucky that i design for mobile so i never have to think about hover states yes good point (laughs) but i think whatever you decide then maybe you might want to consider sort of clarifying up front why you've gone for this level of fidelity yeah Great point. I think that's also a good thing. You know, for me, I just went for black and white, very simple wireframe style. And from memory, I'm pretty sure I clarified up front, like I've gone for this level of fidelity because I really want to focus on the experience and make sure that, you know, that's that's the best that I can possibly design. And then you could also state your intentions later. Like if this were a real project, the next thing I'd move on to is visual design or or whatever. Oh, great. Good point. Yeah. I think that also shows that you think about the bigger picture. And I think it also shows that you can focus on, on an area and stick to the task at hand. I've seen take home assignments where they can get really caught up in the visuals. I'm talking about product design roles specifically now. And then they lack a little bit on the experience side because they spent six out of the eight hours making it look pretty instead of making sure that the experience was good. So that's also just something to keep in mind. Yeah, for sure. Have all of the take-home assignments you've done, you mentioned before that one was like, you know, spend about eight hours on it. Did they all give you a time limitation or suggestion? Uh, Yeah, I think they all said like, don't spend more than a day on it kind of thing. Yeah. And did you? Mm, I think maybe for the Uber one, I might have a little bit more, but I'd spend a day like doing the design work and then maybe half a day creating a presentation or something to, to show it. Yeah. That's um, another question that Al had actually was, would you roll the solution into a presentation to present it? And like, how should you best show your work in an interview situation? So presentations make total sense, especially, well, I don't know if you knew this before your role, but like you do a lot of like presenting work uh, and arranging work and presentations. 
I think we have something in our community that's like a template that you made, right, for presenting work. Yes, I did make a template. Yeah. Yeah. So did you know that before going in that you were going to be presenting a lot? And is that why you chose to focus on that? Okay. Well, it was just lucky. No, I didn't. And I don't think I presented any of my assignments. I just submitted them. Right. But I felt like the best way to do that was in a presentation format. I guess if you have to present it, then obviously make a presentation. (laughs) But how best to show your work? Yeah, I think it depends if you're having to present it like IRL in front of people or just sort of submit it somewhere. Uh, If you're having to present it in real life, then I, I would definitely practice, right? Like make sure you're building up the story and are showing you know, the, the visuals in the best way you can. Otherwise, if, if you're submitting it, yeah, I did a presentation, I guess you could write like a, a, a post, right? Like a blog post style kind of thing with all the visuals and embed some prototypes and stuff like that if it's relevant to what you're applying for. But I think more about how you present it, it's I think what you say, like... In my experience, don't just send them a Dropbox folder with... Like, boom, here we go. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, with, like, images of the final designs, quote-unquote. You know, you want to make it a case study, right? You want to tell the story. You want to walk them through your process, and you want to justify the decisions that you've made. So whether you write it as a blog post style or put it in a presentation, I don't think that's the most important thing. I think just make sure that you are walking them through as much as you can your decision-making process and how you got to your final design. Yeah, and you're probably going to be judged on that too, to be honest, because that's your communication skills. That's how, you know, they could expect you to be explaining designs within the team and asking for feedback. Yeah, that's true. If you sent, for example, a wall of text, no headings or whatever in this blog post, they're going to be like, oh, man, really? Got to read all this? (laughs) But if you paid attention to the type styling, make it easy to, like, scan things, headings to break up the text, you know, it's just going to make your work look a lot better. So I think the presentation of it, how you, however you choose to present it, whether it's in person or, you know, sending through documents is really important and is the like finishing touch. It's the, the cherry on top of your design challenge work. So yeah, don't half-ass that part. Yeah. Whole ass it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. One other thing I want to share after sort of my experience of, of interviewing a few people who have done these assignments like from the other side is your ability to focus on the problem is important so I've seen some where we give the assignment the take home home brief and some people go very very wide Mm. and some people go very very narrow and I I I don't think there's a, a global rule but for me personally in my experience if people go too wide then it kind of signals to me like okay do they know how to how to narrow down though and really focus on one particular problem and really go deep into that one particular problem so just consider that as well like when you get the brief how how wide or how narrow you want to go and I know that you know I I often have this tendency to to sort of like you want to go above and beyond and like impress people and show that you can do more than just this, but also consider the message that that might send, which is that, you know, can, can they just focus on one thing or are they always going to go super crazy um, and not be able to focus on one particular problem? So I don't know if that's advice, but in my experience, something that's been a bit of a flag to me is when I see people go too wide on the assignment because 
they they want to show off or demonstrate all of their skills, for example, when we're really just looking for someone to be an expert in this one thing. Yeah, I don't know. I think that it's good to show that you have other skills, but not at the expense of solving the actual problem, the thing you're asked to do. Like, if your time could have been better spent improving, you know, the UX flow, but instead that you decided to also just go and design a landing page for this, you know, mythical app, then that's probably not good. But for example, if we were hiring like another me, if we were hiring another marketing designer at ConvertKit, we gave them a take-home assignment and as well as designing it, they decided they'd also build it to present it to us. We'd be like, fantastic, that's great. Like that's not what we've hired you to do, but it's awesome to know you can do that and this is well built and cool. So yeah, complimentary, that's a good word for it. Yeah, I think so. Al also shared a couple of resources, which I think is worth mentioning. So he said that he advises for people who are applying to jobs where, you know, you might need to do a take-home assignment. If you want to practice in advance, he suggested a website, designchallenge.xyz, which apparently has useful prompts for design challenges. So that could be a good way to, you know, just at least read through and prepare maybe if you want to get an idea of the kind of take-home assignments that you might get or exercises you might get. And then he also recommended a Medium post by Luke Jones, a guide to design challenges for product visual design. So we'll make sure to link those as well if you are, you know, in the situation where you might have to do an assignment or something or you want to prepare for one that's coming up, then maybe check out those two resources. It might be a good place to start. Yeah, that's great. Thanks for sharing that, Al. And thanks for your good questions throughout this too. Any last words on design challenges, Fem? Well, I feel as though people are very quick to say not to do them. Mm -hmm. Because on the surface, there's like a lot of obvious reasons, like you're not getting paid and etc. But I mean, if I didn't do mine, I wouldn't have this job. So it's really hard for me to like blanket say don't ever do them and that they're not good. If you really, really like want this opportunity, then I would do it, right? If it's something that you're like, meh, I'm not sure if I'm really invested in this company. It's I'm not like feeling the vibe. It's not clicking. I don't know. Then maybe that's the time to just end it uh, and, and don't do the assignment. So I think it's a personal decision that you have to make and also a good check for you of like, okay, how badly do I want this role? Is it worth me putting, you know, a weekend into this? That's a personal decision, I feel. Like, I can't decide globally for everyone if you should do it or not. I think it really comes down to how badly you want the position. And also, I think there is a lot of responsibility on companies, like I was saying before, yes. to make sure they're not asking too much of people who are applying because not everyone has weekends free, you know? Like, people, especially people with families, it's really hard to take an eight-hour chunk out of the weekend That's in order true. to do a challenge to maybe possibly get a job. So... Yeah, I think the company has to respect that and not ask too much and make sure what they are asking is very clear. And all of this, like treat it not as the company testing you, but also as you testing what it's like to work with the company too. Like if you have the brief, like doesn't cover everything and maybe it's a bit confusing, is that a worry that maybe briefs that you'd get on the job would be confusing and, and not clear and you'd never know what you were meant to be doing? Look out for those sorts of things and look out for how quick they are to communicate back with you when you have questions about, about the task, those sorts of things. Um, yeah, make sure, make sure you're evaluating them as much as they're evaluating you. 
good advice. This was a fun episode to talk about. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, you're right. Design challenges are a bit controversial. And I think, honestly, it's because a lot of companies, maybe not recently, but in the past, have treated them as spec work. Like, that yes, is what they've asked people unfortunately. to do. So, yeah, it's ruined it for, for a lot of people. And I think that a lot of the reasons why they make design challenges happen is because a lot of people do lie about their skills as well, you know? Like, it's really the only way a company can truly test if you have done all the work that's in your portfolio. Because just the other day I was seeing on Twitter someone sharing like a screenshot of a portfolio that was displaying work that she had done and like with no mention of her or her team and even the the use case study thing was her work that they'd put a screenshot of in their portfolio. So, you know, these things happen and unfortunately we do have to prove ourselves sometimes. Yep. That was an unfortunately negative note to end on. <laughs> it's okay. I feel like all of our episodes most have been positive notes to end on. So, <laughs> Good point. We can have one more negative one. <laughs> well, fam, we have some news to share with people, don't we? News. So we are going to be taking a break from the podcast for the rest of the year, mostly because there's just a lot to get done, like we talked about up the top, right? Yep. So no more Design Life episodes until January, but we'll be back in the new year with an episode about our goals for the year, which is always one of my favorite episodes to record because it actually makes me write it down, you know, <laughs> what, what I want to do that year. So I hope you don't miss us too much, but we will we will see you again then. Yeah. So, I mean, thank you to everyone who's listened to our show this year. Yeah. Also, thank you to our community who has been super supportive throughout the year. We've had so many great discussions in there. People have suggested topics or asked questions that have turned into episodes. So a lot of this comes from the community. And so thank you to all of our members there. If you want to join it, you can head to designlife.fm slash community, only $9 a month. And you'll be chatting on a daily basis to some really talented, inspiring and interesting people. Yeah, it's it's always a great place to just, you know, it's like design water cooler. Yeah. And if you've got questions about your work, you're just like scratching your head over it. It's not ready to show your team yet because it's not high fidelity enough. You don't want them to get confused about the gray boxes. <laughs> you can share it with us. We'll understand and we'll, we we'll will. give you feedback. <laughs> yep. All right. Where can people go to find more episodes? You can head to designlife.fm or you can search for Design Life in your favorite podcasting app and you should be able to find all of the episodes there. Sounds great. And if you want to follow us on Twitter as well, we're at designlife.fm over there. We often tweet out, like, you know, things about upcoming episodes and we like to get your thoughts on them. So go, go give us a follow. Definitely. All right. Have a good Christmas, everybody, and a yeah. good end of the year. And we'll see you in the new year. All right. See you in the new year. Bye. Bye-bye.